0: This is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling Biru. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Confidential and this special Emmy nominations episode. So much to talk about after this morning's announcement. And I'm so thrilled to have with me. I know you, Editor-in-Chief of Awards Watch, Eric Anderson. Welcome.
1: It's-a me, Eric.
0: (laughs) And for the first time, welcome to my show, Awards Watch TV Editor, Tyler Doster. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited.
0: So uh, lots of expected outcomes this morning, succession rules, there was a bunch of serial killers, goodbyes of so- certain shows, but uh, also a bunch of surprises. And we're going to get into that. But first, I want to take just a few minutes with you guys. The Emmy announcement comes in a very tumultuous time. We're in the middle of the WGA writer strike and bracing for the SAG-AFTRA, that's the actor's strike, which may be coming into effect at midnight um, there is talk even that Fox is considering moving the Emmy ceremony from September 18th to November, even January. My God, in the midst of award season, what are we gonna do? You may be listening on Thursday, so after we know what happens. So I just want to broadly ask you guys today, what are the ramifications of a potential double strike writers and actors in general, and how does it pertain to the Emmys? Eric.
1: Well, I mean, award award shows are written they do have writers it's it's one of the reasons why shows that have been aired in the last 70 days of the writer's strike have been rather truncated because you can't you you have to you have to either get a waiver from the wga or kind of wing it and the tonys did that and did it extremely successfully uh but at the same time it's it isn't a precedent that you wanna set. I mean, the whole, the whole idea that you don't need writers and hey, look at we did this, isn't really what I'm sure the writers wanna see, uh, but I'm sure the executives do with the reveal yesterday that all they're doing is holding out for the writers to run out of money, lose their housing, and absolutely be at rock bottom, and it that is, was
0: just evil that announcement. It was incredible.
1: It was it was the kind of evil that we know is really there, but everything is just absolutely there is no veil uh, this year on on the response to the strikes, um, and as companies and corporations get larger and larger, and try to do more union busting, because this is you know. Far outside of the film and television uh, industry, Amazon, any any large multi-billion dollar corporation is only there on the backs of underpaying every single one of its employees and people that work for them. And the industry, film industry and TV industry is the same. And they will do the most that they can to pay the people as less as they possibly can.
0: And Tyler, what about in terms of the actors? Are the Is the industry in that sense as freaked out more?
2: I think so. When you look at the actors, um, to be really specific, I saw Brandy Evans of Pea Valley this week. She posted a video on her Instagram story posting her checks of residuals, and one of them was actually a penny. Okay. Um, so it it just really gives you an insight of what they're going through as well. People think that these actors are highly paid overprivileged brats who are not getting who are getting too much money and in reality when you're looking at what they're actually receiving in compensation towards what they're putting towards their work, it's just not enough. And seeing checks for 1 cent where the actual mailing, the postage and that paper was worth more than that is just <laughs> such a sign of disrespect that on top of that, and hearing that announcement yesterday, the overt cruelty of it is almost unspeakable to me. Um, so I can definitely understand why they would be considering that. And like Eric said, it's on it's always on the backs of these underpaid workers that mm-hmm. they are mooching off of uh, off of. Um, so I think it's a really interesting situation, but I can see where it's not only necessary at this point, it's crucial. To create these livelihoods and keep them going and keep its industry afloat in a productive positive way
0: do you think we'll have a sag after strike at midnight today
1: 100 percent.
0: 100 i do
1: yeah 100 yeah, yeah. percent.
0: and in terms of emmys that means that they definitely will push it right i mean 100 yeah. <laughs> i don't okay. think
1: there is i don't think there is a a scenario in which uh anything is decided on by September. It dep- okay, here's here's the caveat to that. Uh because the writers have already been in this for over 70 days. Uh DGA signed a yeah, contract. Yeah. They 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 did theirs. Um I'm not sure who they're going to direct if they don't have anything to write and no actor stuff, but good luck with that. <laughs> um it depends on on SAG-AFTRA, and ninety-eight uh, percent of these hundred and sixty thousand members did vote yes to authorize a strike, so they are ready. Um, <laughs> it will, I think that they will, but I, I think the the actors hold the writers' futures in their in their hands. And I, I think it's, I think it's sad, but it's pretty obvious and it was made so obvious this year, just how low on the totem pole mm-hmm. uh, writers really are, despite the fact that nothing exists without the beginning of that, without the written word. Um, so I think it, I think SAG needs to absolutely align itself with writers with the wga and f- get to an equitable solution that is for both of them if sag goes into a contract that's really just for them and the writers are left out in the wind
0: yeah then we're...
1: we are we know what that looks like mm-hmm. because it was just revealed yesterday
0: yeah yeah finally tyler on on this point do you think and if if and when this happens how long do you think that the um studios can drag this out with both actors writers out of the picture
2: well with the news yesterday it seems like they're willing to try to drag it out as long as possible but if if they it sure wins Sag, their they're ai right <laughs> they it's do really they, it's really all about that yeah they seemingly really do want that and i think that when they realize the pushback they're about to receive on this and when they realize that these storytellers and these actors, if they can align themselves, like Eric said, and push into one force and really create this boundary with these studios that says, we're not going to do this unless you compensate us correctly, treat us fairly, et cetera. um, I don't know if the studios will just give in though. Unfortunately, they're seeming Mm -hmm. like they don't want to. And that's, what's kind of annoying and just ridiculous to me is The fact that they are not able to sit down with these writers and the way, the fact that they're saying, we're not going to even try, we're not even going to sit down with them. We're going to see how long we can, we can Mm -hmm. get them to do this until finally, maybe we will sit down with them. And I bet by that point, if they even try, it'll just be terrible. But at least the first couple of negotiations they try are going to be lackluster to say the least. So Um, I think they will try to hold out as long as possible. And I think if they can figure out a way to do so, they will.
0: Mm. (laughs) Well, hearing you guys talk, I'm not very positive that this won't take a long time. Um, And we'll see what happens to so many people working in the industry and working for the industry who will be out of work, everyone who caters and everyone who does jobs around without you know with this in in place but we'll see but let's get into the Emmys which will then be a long time until we can talk about again apparently but we had some exciting nominations today and my idea is that I'm going to throw some things that happen in the nominations at you and get your guys reactions to them and then we'll do a couple of full categories after that um this is the leaderboard, as it looked. Succession, 27 nominations. The Last of Us, 24. White Lotus, 23. Ted Lasso, 21. Those are the top four. Reactions to that, Eric?
1: Um, <laughs> I guess not a lot of surprise. I think that the only little bit of a surprise is The Last of Us doing quite so well, because it just absolutely cleaned up in the acting categories and uh i think all without the benefit of even having a supporting actress and they still got i think nine which is (laughs) wild uh the white lotus improving from last year's 20 nominations to 23 and again absolutely obliterating also no leads all supporting almost the entire cast got in (laughs) except for poor beatrice grano i I wish she had because she's amazing but i mean literally like everyone else got in adam Demarco also missed that was too bad but you know i can't be sad for the white lotus actors because 85 of them got in
0: and
1: and the fact that let's go ahead no i'm i i I, I know we're going to talk about in in a minute uh Obviously, Succession did extremely well here uh, with their actors. Again, like virtually everyone got in. Uh, But it also made Emmy history by getting three lead actors in. That's never happened before in a comedy or drama series. So there's obviously more spots than there used to be. Uh, It's always been three to five. But even with six... That's that's, that's still a really good record.
0: So those three were Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin and Jeremy Strong and a lot of people were feel not feeling the Brian Cox idea at all the fact that he was not in that much of succession this year. How do you feel about that Tyler? <laughs>
2: Uh, I actually did think Brian Cox was going to make it in. So I'm very happy with how it came out today. Um, In our last prediction podcast for Awards Watch, I did say I thought it was going to be kind of a tight fit to make three Succession Boys in, and they all got in. Um, I'm thrilled at this news. I think it is funny that he basically was in two episodes and then a dead body in another and still managed to make lead actor. But I am super thrilled at it. And I, I... I personally kind of hoped it would happen, but I did see what Eric saw, which was a lot of people thought like, there's no way this is going to happen because with Culkin and Strong's performances kind of setting the precedent for what Succession has, how was Cox going to get in only having those couple episodes, but it seems like the Television Academy really went for this final season. So for me, it wasn't too, too surprising, but I can see where people would be surprised about it at this point.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really surprised at all. I mean, I I loved how... I loved how petty it was for Cox to submit here. Um, He couldn't go into guests because he did kind of make reappearances throughout the season. So he could have done supporting and he definitely would have gotten in there, but this is like an extra level of petty that I don't know. We kind of live for a little bit, but at the same time, it kept like, you know, Diego Luna from getting in despite and, or getting tired. Tons of nominations, mm-hmm. writing, directing series, all that. um But, you know, Brian
0: Cox does not do supporting. I mean, that's just. No, there yeah. is
1: no way. I can't wait to see what it, he submits. I hope it is actually the episode where he's just laying on the floor of the plane and has no like dialogue and you don't actually see him.
0: It'll be the nice home video. <laughs> I, I,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> what about the total, the extreme HBO dominance? What do you guys make of that?
1: I mean, not a shock.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of fear going in that HBO, especially in drama, it was going to be succession versus the white Lotus versus house of the dragon um, versus the last of us. So I'm not too surprised. I am a little surprised just like Eric said that the last of us performed so well today. I mean, I was hopeful personally, but I did not think they would do it that much. I am a little surprised um, that house of the dragon performed a little less well but in terms of HBO, they're always going to be the juggernaut at the Emmys. Um, I know a few years ago, Netflix like topped them for one or two years, but they proved again today that they have these kind of series. And I think they got 24 more nominations than the next streamer or network. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just really not that surprised by it, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's, it's HBO.
0: Yeah, you guys were talking about actors before because supporting actor in a drama series was also very interesting because there was eight nominees there and only from Succession and White Lotus. Uh, and there we have a whole yep. bunch of others, including Alexander Skarsgård, which was super fun. And I had actually predicted. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that's an interest. I mean, has that ever happened that there's been nominees from only two shows?
1: I Well... That's what happened with supporting actress last year, right? They got no, if White Lotus got five of seven in limited series. That's right. Mm -hmm. But I can't I can't think of uh, if I go really far back. I think oh my god, this is gonna be my memory absolutely uh either betraying me or uh uh doing me a service. I think back in the 80s in supporting actor drama series Saint Elsewhere and one other show got like all of the spots? Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe in LA Law? I can look it up right now, but Yeah, that's um, super
0: interesting. It's
1: it it's certainly it kind of leads to something we talked about on the podcast um and I, what I think is a conversation that we're going to have pretty consistently now. And that's that the, yeah, I was right. 1983, same elsewhere in Hill street blues. had (laughs) all the nominations Uh, actually two years in a row. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. I knew I wasn't crazy. Um, And those were five spots each those years. But I think what we're seeing now is because there is so much television and some of it, you know, marketed and advertised really well and others not so well, which I think we saw today with certain snubs, is that people are going to rely on a certain level of familiarity. And it didn't matter that all of the supporting actress nominees in drama series from White Lotus, except for Coolidge, hadn't been there before. It didn't matter. It was because they were in the White Lotus. Mm-hmm. And same goes for supporting actor. If you it, it, it's such an entity that it becomes kind of just an overwhelming name check. And I think we're gonna see that pretty consistently, even though obviously succession's gone. Ted mm-hmm. Lasso in this iteration is gone. Uh, so we will have new versions of that it'll be it'll be like the bear Mm uh so it's
0: not a problem for me i think
1: there's there's too much yeah there's too much stuff and that that makes you know who 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 has time to watch a hundred shows in order to make except for tyler uh (laughs) (laughs) to make these decisions you're you're going to be narrowing things down to a uh, an astonishing degree.
0: Yeah. And there I want to mention something that was super fun, which I was a kind of surprised for me that that made it, and that's jury duty. Yay. Tyler's happy about that.
1: I'm so excited <laughs> Tyler. about this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Me too. And both James Martin and best com, Marsden and best comedy series. That for me, that was a bit of a surprise. I, I mean, I was hoping, but wasn't 100% sure. What was your reaction, Tyler?
2: I was so thrilled by this Um, to see it both in those categories. And it also, I am pretty sure made it into writing for a comedy series for ineffective assistance, which is written by one of the actors on the show, which I think is so fun. Um, Jury duty was one of my favorite comedies this year, and I kind of was on the fence whether I thought they would give it any kind of recognition, even though so many people seem to have watched it. But I'm I'm really thrilled because I think it. Ended up being such a fun watch, but in the end, for me, such a wholesome watch. Um, I enjoyed watching it with other people, and we just had a really good time, and it was really sweet. So, it's one of those shows when you're watching, you're like, "Wow, this is actually a comedy." So, it's nice to see it in this category and these
0: categories. I loved it too, and yeah, on your, I, I but... was
1: elated for it,
0: and on your podcast, um, Eric, you really were not on the Harrison Ford train and Harrison Ford likes to be on trains fighting. On it. So, but you, and you were right. This was a big snub considering that shrink, he got a lot of great press for shrinking and also with the whole Dial of Destiny and Indiana Jones and all the interviews and the wonderful speech he gave at Cannes. Um, you, why, why did you not think this was going to happen?
1: Because I mean, and and you know, you'll look at, at the nominations overall this year as they would be with any year. There are always a combination of big names that get in that sort of feel like they're only in because of their names with with that little bit of recognition. Uh, and then other times like this year, it's no, it's an overinflated conversation and that's what it felt like to me that he i mean he showed up absolutely everywhere uh in predictions everywhere um except for us and (laughs) i i don't know it just felt it felt like the exact kind of snub that that the emmys would do and you know like ryan johnson for poker face also was that kind of like of course he's going to get in makes perfect sense it's the it's the kind of like you know writing or directing nomination that makes it in but like the show doesn't make it in or something like that and that didn't happen either
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we got jury duty we got the other two instead uh and it's funny looking at a lot of these single nominations i know i'm getting off on a tangent but um I, like I do challenge. think, I, I, I think the Ford thing was a combination of wishful thinking and he's never been a huge awards actor in his whole career.
0: Right. That's
1: just not, it just hasn't been a thing, even though he's regarded as a great actor. Um, awards has never been part of his journey. And it's still isn't mm.
0: Tyler what were some of the biggest snubs for you
2: um right off the top of my head uh what we do in the shadows not making it into comedy series nor writing what we do in the shadows is something we've discussed on the awards uh, watch podcast something i've written about in my own writing is a series that surprisingly so is able to usually garner multiple writing nominations it is extremely surprising to me that it did not grab a nom- writing nomination this year, because one of the co-writers of one of the episodes submitted is Ayọ Um, She did end up receiving well the other like what we thought today. But private school, the episode of what we did in the shadows was not nominated, nor was Go Flip Yourself. So that was kind of surprising to me um the omission completely from comedy series is something that has not happened i don't think in its yeah that's such run. a
0: beloved emmys i mean that every year
2: yeah so w- going when they were announcing nominations by the time we said what they said wednesday i knew what we do in the shadows was not getting it and i was pretty surprised about that um i will say my other big one that kind of caught me off guard was emma darcy not making it into best leading actress for a drama series for house of the dragon they still managed to give a um couple noms to that show including outstanding drama series so i was pretty surprised to see them not show up amongst the nominees in that pool to be honest with you um thrilled that Carrie russell made an appearance mm-hmm. but very 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 surprised that she ended up being there instead of emma darcy
0: i was really disappointed that was so little love for somebody somewhere Which I think is such an incredible show. Um, Yeah. I would have loved to see that show up. Did it get any writing or anything? It got nothing. Completely shut out? That's...
1: Yeah. It got nothing.
0: Eric, any more snubs for you?
1: I mean, there are definitely a lot. And this is going to sound like a weird snub because it got 24 nominations. (laughs) But The Last of Us got literally every possible technical nomination that it really could picture editing, sound editing, uh, production design, costumes, um, special effects, all the acting nominations, uh, writing, directing, and then missed cinematography. Yeah. It just is one of those absolutely weird misses that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because why when every single other factor gets in? It's not, it isn't like it missed three or four things and it's like a part of that. It was like the one thing that it missed. It was absolutely bizarre. Um
2: and oh sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, please. I was just gonna say, if anyone follows me on the internet, they know how I feel about this episode. So watching Vulture's work not get nominated, I'm not one to get on any podcast or online and just trash talk another show. But it was appalling to me to see our long series Wednesday take out long, long time from The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I could truly go on about this for the rest of the day. I'm not going to. But I do think Eric's right. It's crazy to me that basically everything they could have nominated that show for, they did, with the exception of the cinematography of its arguably biggest and most discussed episode.
0: Yeah, and I just I, just
1: I just feel really bad for for Bolter being mm-hmm. the, the the odd man out in that, and you know not just because we've had conversations with him that are on the side, but just you know it's he he, he can celebrate with everybody, but he doesn't get to celebrate with everybody. It just feels yeah, weird.
0: He's so great. Too, does- I mean.
2: Perhaps if the work wasn't so fantastic as well, it wouldn't be such a glaring omission, but truly the intimate framing of that episode is something that I talked to Bolter about, something I've talked to Eric about. Like I, It's crazy to me that this is the one thing they decided, no, we're not going to do this. Mm -hmm. So I am very disappointed disappointed on his behalf. Yeah. Yeah,
0: completely. I agree. Anything else you want to mention, Eric?
1: Um... Yeah. And I mean, obviously we, there, there are a lot of, there's, you know, Lisa Ann Walter would have been a great nomination. I'm kind of bummed that she didn't make it. Uh, Chris Perfetti, uh, both from Abbott Elementary, you know, missing again is, is unfortunate. I'm like just getting my like snubs and surprises.
0: pieced together.
1: And, and, and there's so much. Something that that's is very strange to me and I feel like needs to be analyzed deeper is the Emmys response to Paramount plus shows is kind of fascinating because whether it's Yellowstone or 1923, these, these are extremely popular shows, but they're popular in the way, and maybe I'm just going to reveal my own answer to my question. They're popular in the way that CBS shows are, which have a demographic that are like, you know, 65 and over kind of people Um, get a lot of viewership. But like the 18 to 49 group just do not care Mm -hmm. about shows like this. And that's still very fascinating to me. I think Picard got a couple of uh, like technical nominations. The canceled Grease show got a nomination, <laughs> but I mean, this is another place Harrison Ford missed. Helen Mirren missed. Yes, here yeah,
0: I'm very surprised, uh, but Helen Mirren as well. I mean,
1: everyone from Yellowstone, and you know that's going to rile up people that um, uh, don't give a shit about like Emmys and award shows, but they will when they're. Honky Tonk show, you know, doesn't get in and then say that they hate Middle America and all that. Whatever. Because that's that happens. That happens every year, especially with that show. No, claim um, they don't
2: feel represented.
1: Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, it is still strange and specific feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If
2: Yellowstone or 1923 were films, they would kill at the Golden Globes.
0: For sure. Sure. Anything else you want to mention? Um, I am only. I ahead. was just
2: going to say, Sophie Nelise, we will avenge you. <laughs> we will for Yellow
0: Jacket. Yes. <laughs> I am
2: here for you. I see you. If there is only one Sophie Nelise fan in this world, it is I. We will be here for you. Um, but I'm excited that Sharon Horgan made it as well. So.
1: Ooh, to like your January. point, though, Tyler, Yellow Jackets got pretty, pretty hardcore snubbed in general for its second season compared to the first. It only got three nominations, right. uh, no writing, no directing. Uh, it It's no supporting. It really it it. They kind of turned on it. They turned well, on second it pretty season hard. wasn't
0: as good, if you ask me. <laughs>
1: I th- I think there is a, a lot of sentiment to that. Yes, uh, it certainly hasn't stopped uh, the the Emmys before. I think you know True. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso's third season has not been that well received, and here we are, twenty one nominations later. Oh. <laughs> but yay for Phil Dunster! I'm super happy about that.
2: King Phil Dunster.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that.
0: Um there's a few uh, sort of historic things. Pedro Pascal and Jenna Ortega are the first Latinos to land lead acting Emmy noms in ages. Like I think it was since 2008, am I correct? Tyler?
1: I need to I need to check that. That sounds great though.
0: Yeah. That, that would
2: be for Ugly That would be for Ugly Betty, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, you we can yeah, check America that. America Ferrera for Ugly Betty. <clears throat> um yeah. so that was exciting and and pedro pascal had three individual emmy nominations you wrote about eric talk about that
1: yeah i i mean this this was kind of predictable except for the narrator one that's that sort of like snuck in there in like a really great way i mean the the last of us and um uh so now- the, the the guest spot on snl which i mean he's winning this is like one of the greatest guest spots on the show in decades (laughs) it's it's incredible um but yeah the the patagonia narrator uh nomination is pretty great it's it's a neat category too voiceover and narration categories are really cool sneaky ways i think for for a lot of actors to be able to to, to start building their EGOTs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a, it's a great nomination. I love it. I think it's super cool. Um, I do. I am. Tyler mentioned Iota Berry and I'm, I am super disappointed for her because I, she was on track to be able to make some Emmy history. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, she missed for her guest spot on Abbott and then obviously for both of her chances for what we do in the shadows, which was the bigger surprise. I mean, it's a really big surprise miss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited for for Petra Pascal. I think it would have been hilarious if he was able to get two lead nominations. That mm-hmm. would have been quite a gag.
0: Yeah. Quinta Brunson also had three, Tyler.
2: I There is no conflicting feelings. I am another person I am in love with. When Quinta Brunson, this is just a quick side thing. When Quinta Brunson used to do her first videos, I worked in a movie theater when she had that movie theater video come out where the He Got Money video. We (laughs) used to do that all the time. Like when customers would order a large popcorn, we would, all you would hear is, He Got Money. (laughs) Seeing her, (laughs) seeing this now is so exciting to me I love seeing these nominations for her I think she's so deserving because not only is she somebody who she represents for her cast she loves her actors you can tell that but she also loves the community she's representing representing which is Philadelphia obviously and I personally think we should be giving Quinta Brunson an award every year just for being alive so
0: just for the multi-talent this This is like a (laughs)
2: Mm-hmm. absolutely we should be giving her first look deals at every single studio they should all be fighting over her so this is very exciting to me and I think it's very well deserved um I I would love to see her be very competitive in the lead actress category since we don't have uh, Jean Smart to contend with this year
0: what do you think will happen there I mean who is she up against most
1: I think it's well, pretty I, open
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think so too it's kind of, Bud. I mean, Rachel Brosnahan, previous winner. I just don't think, I think that's kind of like a legacy nomination. I don't think that that's something they're about to give her one final hurrah or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be, I don't know. I think that she does have a little bit of a chance because she's not going against, like I said, Gene Smart. That's a big one. I feel like Christina Applegate. As much as I hate to say it, I do feel like a little bit of a sympathy nomination here, as well as performance, but a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Jenna Ortega, her youth might be against her. Um, and then, of course, Natasha Leone's pretty beloved. So, but with these five women, it really could be up in the air, but I could actually very clearly see a path where Quinta Brunson could end up taking home this gold this year.
1: I feel like she's pretty easily the front runner right now from yep. this group.
0: I, I think because, so too, but it, I yeah. think Jen Ortega can sneak in there. Considering how popular. Know. You don't think so?
1: I I think she's lucky to be here because age discrimination is a pretty big thing at the Emmys. It's it's really tough for younger actors to get in. This is this feels like like uh like Claire Danes getting in mm-hmm. for my so-called life. I mean it's 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 hard.
2: It feels like almost like an achievement uh, to give her that she has already been nominated for an Emmy, but maybe not quite ready to award her yet.
1: In yeah, opinion. and I, I think if you look at the category in even, you know, the most cynical terms, um, Jenna Ortega is in, but her youth, it will work against her. Rachel Brosnahan, like Tyler said, this is a legacy nomination. A win would be bizarre, Christina Applegate, I love her very much, but this is a rare example of Emmy's empathy, which they don't usually show. Um, but she's a previous nominee too. Mm-hmm. So for me, it would be between Natasha Leone and Quinta Brunson. Obviously Abbott's done better. Um, Poker Face did not do very well. No series, no writing, no directing. Um, And yeah, I think it's between those two. It will be interesting if Brunson can win because this style of show does not produce lead winners. At all. Steve Carell never won. Uh, Amy Poehler never won. Mm -hmm. It just, it doesn't really happen.
0: Well, it looks like that's it look- will now.
1: Yeah, I think if, yeah. I think I feel pretty comfortable in it
2: right now. Even the Modern Family cast, they were all in supporting for their mockumentary mm-hmm. style. Oh, that- so they weren't mm-hmm. competing in lead. So this would be quite something because, I mean, looking back, it's always one of the craziest things in the world to realize that Steve Carell never won an Emmy for The Office.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Or for, for
2: for that matter, that nobody won an acting Emmy for The Office.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. that's just crazy. mm. Um, we're going to get back because we talked a lot about drama, and I want to talk more about comedy. But I want to go back to drama for one thing because one of the categories on your shows, Eric, you mentioned that um, lead women was one of the most difficult for you to predict the nominees um, for lead woman in drama. Did it turn out what you thought it would? The
1: end uh no it was (laughs) it there was some really fantastic surprises and that was Carrie russell uh and sharon horgan i did not predict bella ramsey i had emma darcy in Uh, that's what who i thought was going to obviously sarah snook and melanie linsky for me were the locks and then you kind of just worked your way down from there i did have elizabeth moss getting in uh so i ended up like three out of six here which was not good
0: no Tyler um, you did a bit better
1: I think I did four out of
2: six I was yeah. completely surprised by Sharon Horgan as I kind of previously mentioned I was delighted by it um and I think that maybe we should be giving Kerry Russell a nomination for not only her hair every year but the fact that we never gave her that win for the Americans is yeah. mind boggling to me and so when I saw her name on the on the telecast this morning, I was pretty thrilled about it. But yeah, I was very surprised. I did not think they were going to do that.
1: Yeah, and that's the only nomination the show got. So that is on the strength of Russell. Period. End of story. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, her. I would. I would love to sit down to know what conditioner she's using.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: <laughs> okay, but only sometimes because sometimes her hair is a ratchet mess
2: the first 23 minutes of the pilot episode of the diplomat had me in shambles trying to figure out what we could do to get her to the closest hairstylist and a brush i
1: I just wanted to help her so bad
2: but then you can clearly tell she like gets a whole blowout it's a whole thing but she looks amazing
0: yeah it's so funny (laughs) you guys had a lot of talks about wigs on the nominee show too did your favorite wigs get in
1: um, to that point, yeah. House of the Dragon did not get in for its wigs. It got in makeup, but it did not for wigs. Kind of. I know Emma Darcy
2: is so upset. Yeah,
1: kind of rude.
0: <laughs> what about the actors wearing the wigs that you were discussing for like? Uh, I.
2: Elizabeth Olsen did not receive a nomination today. (laughs) And I personally was fine with that and not actually too surprised. I didn't think they were going to go for that show. And not just because I have my own issues with it, um, but I didn't think they were going to. So I was kind of relieved to see that they really didn't. Um,
1: Yeah. Jesse Plemons was the only actor that got uh, in for that show. That show got absolutely slaughtered.
0: Well, feels like we had a show. Rest in
1: peace, Christian Redder's hair.
0: Yes, (laughs) rest in peace. But it feels like we had already just seen that show the year before. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's so weird. But Tyler, what did get in? um, I know you and I feel a bit the same about that. But that was our the serial killer that was Dahmer um, got in here and there. I know that that is a tough watch for you. As for me, um, what did that get in with?
2: So unsurprisingly, I mean, Ryan Murphy shows like when his name is attached to something this big and it's something that was so widely viewed, you're going to see it get nominations. And it's really not too surprising. I think where my biggest problem is, is something um, that I've discussed with several people, which is I feel like this show created a lot of uh, atmospheric empathy almost for the serial killer, which I don't really love. Um, It, of course, got nominated. Evan Peters is here. Um, Amy winner Evan Peters Um, I am excited to see Nisi Nesbets here I think that she's She's really incredible yeah and I think that I'd like to see her I hope that this kind of recognition propels her towards other roles that are not more worthy of her but less controversial in shows that are going to bring less negative attention to her where she can actually just flourish but not too surprised um, with the acting nominations it received. I can't remember right off the top of my head. I know it did. It get writing and directing. I think it got like two writing, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let me let me double check. Um. Well, yeah. To that point, I was extremely bullish on the show getting double supporting nominations, and it only got the two that were heavily heavily predicted: Richard Jenkins and Nishi Nishi Nats Nash Betts. Um. I I was I I thought it was going to end up a little a little more. Um but yeah, it got double directing nominations so those predictions were accurate uh but not writing uh same episodes. But yeah, the I I did feel like it was going to do a little a little more. It got 13 nominations which
0: Yeah, was, I thought it would do more
1: fine but i thought it was going to do a whole lot more
0: in terms of the limited category in general tyler what did you think of the nominees there for pretty the most dark part, not too... dark bunch. Uh, Yes,
2: uh, <laughs> yes if you watch the limited series this year you were not having fun and if you were having fun you are my kind of person um <laughs> I'm mostly excited about Swarm's inclusion in these categories. I think that uh, Dominique Fishback deserves the world for her performance. Ah, It is so unhinged, so great, so weird and violent. Um, I was pretty surprised to see Lizzie Kaplan show up today for Fleischman is in Trouble. Not too surprised because I did kind of think they might go for it. But I guess in terms of everyone else, I didn't think that she'd show up. Um, but I am also excited to see Riley Keough show up for Daisy mm-hmm. Jones on the Six. Um, Beef and Blackbird kind of did exactly what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to be the bigger ones in this category, these categories. But I will say my biggest surprise was that the Television Academy apparently all sat down and texted each other to watch Welcome to Chippendales, and they all <laughs> loved it. Mm-hmm. I did not know that before. Um, So next year, I'm going to need to be in contact with these members so they can tell me what I need to be looking for, because that one really got me. You need to be on the chat group. If there is a (laughs) Slack channel for TV Academy members that are just discussing what they're watching and binging, I would like to know because I had no clue people were watching Welcome to Chippendales in that manner. Um, thrilled to see Kumail Nanjiani get nominations. Always same with Murray Bartlett, but that was yeah, actually shocked me. The
0: two places.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I only so had one. Bartlett getting in for, for that too. show. It's it. It was just also one of those weird things because you know it got five nominations and four of them were for acting, uh, but then you know no writing, directing, and not limited series. And Blackbird totally blanked on series writing and directing as well but uh, again maybe there just were too many many. murders and serial killers because that was the theme of limited series this year in a big 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 way
2: i will say i'm very excited i did i think i said it was going to be my no guts no guts no glory prediction on the podcast but i'm thrilled to have seen Merritt weaver secure that nomination today Mm -hmm. for tiny beautiful bangs queen Merritt weaver um, I've seen it circulating again. If you have never seen Merritt Weaver's Emmy acceptance speech, it is an all-time great. It's maybe 10 seconds long. Please
1: go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um oh, go ahead. I just I I do want to I wanted to mention a couple things. Like I had I had said there are these really strange just single nominations for shows uh that sort of feel like okay. You did you you watched it, but did you? <laughs> um, that Elizabeth Moss nomination—the only one for Handmaid's Tale, a show that won series in its first season and multiple uh, acting wins and nominations every year. One nomination this year, the other two, that single nomination in writing. uh, the great one of the absolute best comedies on television yeah. one nomination for costumes it's bizarre it's crazy but i can't i can't let us go any further today without the emmy response to the crown which even shocked me because they were not here for it. Elizabeth Debicki got in, Imelda Sauntin, nope, by nobody else. No writing, no directing. This is a show, again, that it's a winner. It just won all four acting categories two years ago. This this is a seismic move and change.
0: This was and not the Diana it, Charles story people wanted there was so much expectation on how they were going to do this particular storyline of this family. And it just wasn't what people expected. I think.
1: Yeah. It's yeah.
0: <laughs> or Tyler, do you see it differently?
1: No,
2: it was, I was, I mean, I personally loved the season. I'm a big fan of the crown, but I kind of knew going in, it might not do as well, but to see, to see the total, what was it? Six nominations total and a show that usually is at least close to, close to, if not pushing 20. Peter yeah. Morgan has been nominated, if not one every year for his writing for the show. Um, they always receive directing nominations. They go crazy in the acting categories. Like, I mean, they even nominated Tobias Menzies yeah. for acting <laughs> and he, sh- he showed up for almost less time than Claire Foy. Um, but it's, it's kind of crazy this year they like eric said they said no thank you we are not here for it and it seems like they did that for a couple things and it's even though they nominated it for drama series it to me that feels like a legacy nomination it feels like they just let it in there and that sucks for the crowd i hope that they really pick it back up in season six because a show that, that that used to just collect accolades. I mean, not, to Eric's point, not even did it win those four acting categories. It sweat drama that year. Mm-hmm. It took every major category, and now they're not even being represented in every major category. That's not That good. Slack
0: group you want to get into, they're like, Harry, Megan, no, <laughs> we're not doing this. They're pissed.
2: they're pissed. They're
0: pissed. They said,
2: <laughs> if you guys do not stop watching The Crown, But Welcome to Chippendales comes on the same month. Just wait two weeks, get your Hulu subscription and turn it on because we're not watching (laughs) The Crown anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, Atlanta only got one nomination, too. That was that was also a a high profile previous big time Emmy winner and and just blanked on. Um, I also want to mention that Survivor. Is back in the reality competition category for the first time since 2006. <laughs> in Incredible, with one of the best seasons that they've ever had. So deserved. Love that. Um,
0: let's go to comedy a, a here. Do.
1: That's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, because we've done the other. I want to talk a little bit about what did you, Tyler, the comedy nominations for best series. Were you surprised? Were you happy? We talked thrilled. about what we do in the shadows, but.
2: Mostly thrilled. Um, there wasn't too much to surprise me. Wednesday's inclusion on this list was the biggest surprise to me personally. Everything else, Lasso, Only Murders, Mrs. Maisel, The Bear, Barry, Abbott, that seemed pretty locked in at, mm-hmm. all, at all times. It didn't seem like any of those shows were not going to make it. Um, as we've kind of already discussed, Jury Duty's inclusion is top tier to me. I think that's an incredible nomination. I'm so glad they went with it. I'm not angry about Wednesday, I'm I'm just disappointed. I don't understand. <laughs> that nomination came out and I was looking around my living room like, did I just make this up? But in terms of that, no, not too surprising. I would say Wednesday was my biggest surprise but every other nomination I, I could kind of see coming a little bit for the most part.
0: I was so happy for Evan. I mean, I think he's going to take next year as well um, for the bear. But yeah, that's that, locked. Next, that's, next, that's
1: a done deal.
0: Yeah, next the next season um, the Emmys with the bear is just going to be even more than this year, I'm sure. But that was that was a nice surprise. I think Evan Moss Backrack is amazing on that show.
2: Oh, Evan's was not, Emmy not is not a, a surprise already... for me.
0: Sorry. Yeah,
2: he. Are... Go ahead.
1: No, I, it was not a surprise that yeah. he got in here. I. I felt very good about him getting in here
0: Tyler did you want to say something to that
2: I all I was gonna say was Eben's Emmy for season two is already in his living yeah. room sitting That's right it. there in grave ready to go
0: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and Absolutely. what about the meeting of the SNL guys Sudeikis versus Bill Hader not unexpected but um, how do you think that'll turn out
2: well, while they're fighting, Jeremy Allen White is going to take the stage <laughs> and take that Emmy, so yeah. they can do whatever they want to do. But it is, in my opinion, it is Jeremy Allen White's Emmy to, to lose. lose. I, would be so, I would be so surprised if anyone else even came close to taking this from him with the sheer adoration of this performance, this show, and then them dropping the second season, which a great second season right in the middle of voting. It's so just, smart.
0: It, just, <laughs> it's right oh, top yeah. of anyway, mind
2: they knew what they were doing big brain energy he's gonna win
1: yeah i mean i i think it's i think he is as well even though sudeikis and and hater are previous winners um it's still super shocking that martin short missed out here for jason siegel i don't know how you split the only murderous guys but clearly you can um and apparently that, the though, shrinking
0: guys too since Harrison didn't get in I mean it wasn't a split yeah, but
1: yeah <laughs> but they did get supporting actress um but to that point I mean of these five I think Martin Short should be the winner and maybe without Martin Steve Martin there's a little bit more mm-hmm. of a chance not that I believe in vote splitting in any way but are you sure you me, no, no, notoriously very pro vote uh, splitting. Uh.
2: <laughs> Somebody get on air, get on Twitter, and at reply Eric and tell him that a vote was split, and see what happens next.
1: That, yeah, you, you. I will. Yeah, I'm sorry, but feral. I become absolutely feral. Bowman gets a mouth. He's he
2: jumps into my inbox, telling me <laughs> what's going to happen next. So y'all stop <laughs> doing that and antagonizing him on Twitter. <laughs> stop doing. I'm telling
1: it. you, I'm telling you. But no, yeah, I think Jeremy Allen White should be able to repeat, you know, Globe and SAG wins. Uh, although, you know, they're not always the same. There, the difference in you know eligibility periods and in direct competition, you know, SAG and Globe are not the same as the Emmys. Uh, we we could see different situations. I don't know. We'll see. But I feel like he is. The front-runner, pretty pretty much.
0: I have a last question. I'm wondering, I mean, we started the year, or even last year, talking about Lord of the Rings with the $1 billion budgets, dubbed the most expensive television show ever made. Um, What happened?
2: (laughs) Money can't Uh, buy you everything.
1: Would it get one, two, three, four, five, six nominations, all in technical categories? I mean... In categories that it definitely should have been in contention for, um, but yeah, House of the Dragon got in instead in the top category, and that is as much uh, legacy as anything else could possibly be. Um, so i I wouldn't have expected honestly any more than it got. It got exactly what it should have gotten. Oh, maybe some production design that missing is interesting I'm sad that interview with the vampire got absolutely zero because mm-hmm. that was one of my favorites last year and it should have gotten like 10. Tyler Tyler Looks Tyler's like very quiet say- right now
2: <laughs> Eric Eric knows Eric knows how I feel about this show I didn't like it mm. so I'm I'm personally fine with that but you know hot men go crazy exciting I'm with it. <laughs>
1: We need gay domestic violence representation.
2: I don't have Tyler's anything to say
0: looking to that. shocked, in case you're wondering.
1: Tearing up that New Orleans apartment. Good lord. They were mad. I love that show so much. Okay. <laughs> Tyler's face right now.
0: Yeah, Tyler's like <laughs> speechless.
1: This is
2: every day though.
1: Yeah. Every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway let's round things off is there anything else i've forgotten or missed um that you guys want to mention
1: maybe not a big deal but dead ringers only got a cinematography nomination yeah. nothing for rachel vice that was pretty that was pretty wild uh but it's kind of it's kind of neat too because her show is Prime Video, which is also Swarm's show, uh, and Fishback did get in, so that's kind of cool, mm-hmm. but still a bit of a surprise. Um, Again, Obi-Wan I think Kenobi. that's also,
0: to, to your point, <laughs> that, that was so weird. too much.
2: Mine just, I know we've mentioned one of her nominations. I would just like to say I'm very excited to see two-time Emmy nominee Melanie Litsky this year for her
0: mm-hmm. work the Yellow
2: Jackets and The Last of Us. Um, truly showing range and performance and giving us all what we truly need they she's always always here for us and i really appreciate that
0: well guys thank you so much i will be a while till until i see you in terms of emmys since the show will probably be half a year away but i'll see you before then to talk about other things um first tell our listeners where they can find you tyler
2: uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler M. Doster, and you can find all my work on AwardsWatch.com.
0: Eric, my listeners know where you are, but say it again.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely at AwardsWatch.com. Uh, and please sign up for the newsletter uh, when and if you can, and you will get just lovely, concise Uh, clickable versions of news stories on everything from predictions to awards interviews reviews everything that we have uh twice a week no spam and yeah
0: yeah really do that i completely agree it's worth your while thank you guys so much and uh, see you next time
1: thanks thank you
0: Hey hey there
2: i'm hannah and i'm audrey